a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And uh, obviously, we live in a uh, world where there's a, there's a lot of challenges. There's a lot of things to be uh, fearful of, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unknowns. And particularly as we come down the home stretch in uh, a divisive political year, uh, we have to keep asking, what are we afraid of? And this is something I've watched with fascination over the years, uh, including my time back in Washington. And, man, there are so many politicians these days who are afraid of their own shadow when it comes to promoting or voting on, you know, any kind of policy, even even on principles they profess to believe. Uh, And it's this fear. It's this fear of losing, fear of being attacked, fear of not being liked. And. You just have to keep saying, what are you afraid of? And this is very evident right here, right now. Uh, We're going to see it play out this week. Uh, We've got the politics going on as it relates to a a COVID relief spending package. Uh, We also have, uh, don't forget, uh, coming up at the end of the month, we have to get a a budget passed or the government will shut down. And uh, so we're, we're not seeing real debates in front of the American people. Why? Because people are afraid to have the real conversation coming out of Washington. And we're seeing it. The Republicans are kind of hiding the ball in terms of what they're going to do. Maybe they'll release a bill today in terms of what they intend to do as it relates to COVID or as it relates to the budget. Uh, and so you have to ask Republicans, what are you afraid of? What about those uh, principles of free market economy and local control and choice? Uh, you Can't you tell us what you're for and what you're going for? And, and before the Democrats jump on board with a big amen, uh, they should also remember uh, that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats have had a very fear-driven, you know, we got to pass this spending bill so we can find out what's in it, uh, often passing things without any Republican votes at all in the House. And so this is my opportunity to call out both sides to just say, what are you afraid of? Uh, Mitch McConnell, the majority leader, Republican in the Senate, he needs to quit talking in circles. He needs to put bills on the floor and let the Senate debate it, amend it and vote on it over and over and over again. If necessary, it's what you were elected to do. And the minority leader, Chuck Schumer, Democrat out of New York, he needs to step up. He needs to step in where the Democrats strategy has been flawed and deliver on something that's not working. And so both sides, both sides need to bring their members together to the table, not just the four leaders. I'm talking about put it on the floor of the Senate, put it on the floor of the House. Let's have a real, honest, open debate. Let's have a real amendment process. 
Let's do it in front of the American people, not behind closed door. And and so my my question to those in Washington, particularly to Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell, I mean, these, these are two of the most powerful people in the world. What are they afraid of? And I'll tell you what they're afraid of. They're afraid of losing power. They're afraid of losing their positions. And that fear of losing power is at the heart of all the problems we have coming out of Washington, D.C. And we, we have to get past that. Too many of our politicians have become so incredibly risk averse. I mean, they don't even want criticism aside. They don't even want to be looked at sideways. Uh, they're never going to put forward a bold agenda. They're never going to put forward a fearless proposal or a bill on the floor because they're afraid and their consultants are telling them that the political cost is going to be too high. So, so here's some more questions to the Democrats. If you really are the party of the poor, if you're really about helping those in poverty, call for immediately an evaluation of every government agency and ensure that they're providing real results. Results that make poverty not just tolerable, but temporary. What are you afraid of? So many of these agencies are just duplicate upon duplicate. And they're not moving people forward. They're trapping people rather than propelling people forward. And if Republicans want to claim that they're the party that has real compassion for those struggling on the street, then they need to evaluate all kinds of government dependency, uh, including corporate dependency. What are the Republicans afraid of? And so this leads me to the real issue. Uh, I can be an equal opportunity offender to both the Democrats and the Republicans today, but here's the only thing that really matters. As citizens, as we go down the home stretch, 57 days till election day, what are we afraid of? We, We do complain. We criticize our elected officials for their timid, their fearful approach. And yet, are we confident enough Are we brave enough? Are we bold enough to actually hold them accountable? Here's the sad tale, folks. We must be afraid as citizens. Why? Because incumbents in this country are reelected at a rate of about 94% each election cycle. Why are we so afraid to hold our elected officials accountable? Is it because we're afraid we might lose power? We might lose influence in Washington, D.C. or in the state capitol. What are we afraid of? Are we afraid as citizens of holding people accountable because we don't want to lose power? Uh, It's easy to criticize somebody else as member of Congress. Uh, Can we criticize our own? It's easy to criticize government uh, leaders and, and governors from other states. Do we criticize our own elected officials and hold them accountable? Uh, It's everywhere, and it's up and down the ballot. It's not just at the federal level. It's all the way to the local level. What are we afraid of? Are we afraid of losing power? Are we afraid of losing influence? And to me, that's going to be the ultimate test because, again, as we talked about at the beginning of the show today, uh, we're going to have this really fascinating conversation about America. And the Democrats are going to criticize Donald Trump's America. And they're going to call it out as angry and angst-filled. 
And President Trump is going to call out Joe Biden's America that is stealing the American dream from hardworking America, shipping jobs overseas and so on and so on. Uh, We're going to see that over and over again. We'll see that in some of the races here in the state of Utah. Uh, I hope it's few and far between. Uh, But those competitive races always tend to bring out that fear factor. And so the question, again, for each of us, what are we afraid of? And are we willing to step forward to be educated, to demand transparency, to get accountability? Because if we want to have trust in government, if we want to have trust in our communities, if we want to have trust with our neighbors, it has to be built on accountability. So what are we afraid of? Because I I am certain, I am certain that the test for the American people is to quit believing all the fear. We have to challenge our political leaders to demonstrate behavior that lives up to what they profess to believe. And as citizens, we have to do the same. Because our true commitment to freedom will be revealed not by what we declare in fear, but what we bravely do in spite of fear. Think about it. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL's Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and especially do something that makes a difference today. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.